Over the years, I've been lucky and unlucky enough to have experienced both sides of the traditional media. I'm talking about your TV, your radio and your newspapers here. You see, you need to be prepared when you dance with the media to take the good with the bad. You have to accept that if you want to be on the front page of the newspaper, when your radio station goes to number one for the first time in 20 years, that when you get sacked by that same radio station and you are told literally after your show on a Monday that you are not required on a Tuesday, it is also going to make the papers. Or if you get an article published online about your darkest step-parenting confession, you have to accept that you will cop some heat in the comment section as well. Or if you go and spill your guts to a journalist in the weeks after you get sacked on radio, you might end up with a few things in black and white that you really didn't realise would sound that way (laughs) in isolation. The list goes on. When it comes to the media, there's an old expression, live by the sword, die by the sword, that I think really runs true. And the same applies if you want to make a splash on these digital platforms here on the internet, your social media. It's not all going to be roses, but if you're willing to trust that for the most part, it's going to work out fine, you can have some really incredible wins, some massive moments of connection with your ideal audience member that will take your business or your cause truly to the next level. And you know what I've noticed what's so cool about right now? The awesome thing about the modern media landscape, the TV, the radio, the newspapers, and the way they intersect with those digital platforms, online, social media, podcasts, and all those things. The awesome thing about media now is that the online platforms, the online media, they are starting to change the way traditional media operates. It's happening in that direction now. It used to be the reverse. Now, things like social media are changing the way TV shows are made. It's being made into shorter, more realistic bite sizes. They've embraced short-form video as a way of telling stories. And your big media companies, even the national broadcaster, they are employing digital media strategists, people who know exactly how to tell stories in the way that the online platforms are asking for. And what it means is that we all need to be modern media performers in this day and age. And in this episode, I'm going to give you my tips for how you can become one, how you and your organisation can become a modern media performer. And I promise you, these tips that I share are even going to help you if you're sitting there thinking, well, maybe I can set this one out. Or, Carmen, it's all good for you to say this. See, you're more than happy to show up online. Remember, there is no such thing as a natural. And these tips are going to help even the most steadfast digital deniers step in to the new generation. In today's media landscape, options abound. From traditional platforms like TV and radio to the digital realm, social media, online publications and podcasts, just like this one. I'm Carmen Braidwood, your guide to the rapid changes in the modern media space. Whether you're a personal brand or corporate entity, staying relevant is key. Join me, a seasoned TV and radio presenter, content creator and modern media trainer as we navigate this dynamic terrain together. Let's do this. Okay, so first, let's define what a modern media performer really looks like. To me, a modern media performer is a person 
who says yes. A person who says yes to dream opportunities that are continually, easily landing in their inbox. They can say, yes, I will speak at your event and here's my fee. (laughs) They can say, yeah, I'm more than happy to comment on that on weekend television or on my local breakfast radio show or the breakfast radio show that called from another state and wants an expert from my field. You don't go, oh, there's someone else who's probably the go-to that you should call. No, you say, yeah, I'm equipped. I know how to give a radio interview. I know how to give a TV interview. I can demonstrate that because if you go to my Instagram, there are all these videos and my LinkedIn, there's all this content. And I have a podcast which demonstrates that I can speak off the cuff with passion about my area of expertise. You're a person who knows how to add value every single time you're called upon to put yourself out there in the modern media landscape. That's what a modern media performer is. And if you're hearing any of those things and you're watching over your shoulder at other people who are doing those things and you're thinking the dreaded, oh, I could never do that, or the dreaded, they're a natural, it's different for me, or I'm not good enough for that, which believe me is more common than you realize, then you must start to accept that with a little bit of practice, you can absolutely get there. I'm going to give you a few examples of how I've been able to conquer this myself before we launch into some actionable tips that you can use to be a modern media performer every single day. First one first, I used to be scared of public speaking. Yeah, I know, right? Ironic for a TV and radio presenter, but genuinely, around the time that I was booted off that radio show, I was scared of going out there and speaking on stages. Sure, I could MC an event with a run sheet, and I was a pretty good MC at that stage. It was how I made my money, right? But that was different. I had a script in hand and I had something that I could talk about. But if you'd asked me to tell my story, to share some of the story elements that I've been sharing with you today, I would have needed the script. I would have needed to sit there and read word by word on stage, this very unengaging presentation. And I had to do some work. I had to do some work to get really comfortable with my story and telling those stories in a natural, authentic way and knowing and trusting that I could get the information through and make that story make sense. And a lot of it was due to a connection to perfection, which we definitely talked about a few times already in previous episodes. So yes, Being scared of public speaking and that element of being a modern media performer is really common and it is extremely possible to teach yourself to get better at it. In the end, I really just had to accept and say yes to opportunities and figure it out when I got there. You know, the old say yes now, figure out how later. Once you can really deeply connect with your audience, like we've been talking about on this podcast already now for two and a half episodes, you can powerfully tell stories that they are just gripped by and your passion for your topic is just going to ooze through on stage. Let me give you another example. Even, you know, being on radio, I'm not the sort of person who hung out at radio stations as a kid and got into the industry that way. I was actually kind of told, oh, maybe this is not for you. You know, I, I was the sort of person who I used to write out all of my talk breaks, you know, word for word in black pen and highlight every single line in yellow. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to say it. I had to read things 
on air. Now, I went out to the country to make these mistakes. I did that in Kalgoorlie and gradually at that first full-time radio job, I got better and better simply by being thrown into the deep end and getting comfortable outside of my comfort zone. I got better and better and better at speaking off the cuff on air. So I had to work on it. I had to find my authentic voice. There were moments when I imitated others (laughs) and you'll hear broadcasters doing this all the time and I still cringe to think about those moments. But it's true, there were people that I wanted to sound like or that I believed I should sound like or were given to me as examples of people that I should listen to that I tried to be like and that was only a failure. It wasn't until I got to the city and I noticed when other people started editing the highlights from my show all the bits that I normally used to cut out in the country, you know, the, the moments where maybe I laughed a bit crazy or my voice didn't sound perfect or it crackled or I spoke a bit too high pitched like you're hearing me do a few times now, all those things that make me me, I removed from the bits that I would promo about my time on radio, the bits that I would send to program directors to try and get another job. Suddenly, when I was in the city and other people were tasked with highlighting our show and selling it to other people, it was all those things. It was all those things that I was trying to hide that made it out there, that people turned out and said, oh, we actually like that and we want to hear more of it. So what are you editing out of your performances? Can you look for the things that you might feel inclined to leave out? and consider a way in which you actually share them. You see, even if that makes you think, oh my God, how scary, I don't want this part of my story to get out there. Try to remember that like most new things, it's going to come with a bit of fear at first, but it's how you choose to manage that fear that's going to make all the difference. In my radio example, moving to the country was my way of conquering my fear of speaking on radio. Those deadlines, you know, we were live. There was only a certain amount of time that I had to prepare my content. After that, I just had to trust and let it go. And the same thing happened with public speaking. Those opportunities came to me. And like I said, I just had no choice but to get on stage and authentically connect, trusting that my expertise and life experiences were going to get me through. You have the opportunity to connect authentically with your audiences too but you do need to intimately know your subject matter. You have to be able to know and have confidence and trust in your ability to speak on any topic that you put yourself out there as an expert on. And this is where memorization, memorization, let me talk to you about memorization. This is where memorization is just not going to help. Memorization is not a tool of a modern media performer. Yes, it is an important part of speaking and of storytelling, right? And getting a message right. But what you need to do is beyond memorization. You memorize and then you internalize the content and you spit it back out in your own fashion. You carbonize it, if you're me, right? Or you, you eyes, <laughs> your content. Yes, you can have a branded message. Yes, you can have certain things that you know you really want to nail. But once you're done with the memorization, it's about taking it out and sharing it like a human. (laughs) It's about talking like you. And that comes from deep, intimate knowledge of who you are and what you do. So here are my tips for being a modern media performer. 
and taking your content next level and really authentically connecting with your dream audience member. Okay, first things first, you've got to tap into that genius zone, as I like to say. Who you are and why you are such an expert at that thing that you do. For me, it has been about finding a daily meditation. Now, this is not woo-woo necessarily, if that's not what you're into. If you are into woo-woo, please woo-woo out on this part of it. But think about who your audience member is, the experience that they are going through right now, and how you can help them. Tap into that. There is a certain amount of knowledge that's going to come from your ability to empathize, to think genuinely about the person that you are trying to help with your storytelling, with your content, and tap into what they really genuinely need to hear from you right now. That is going to put you into your genius zone, and it comes from some kind of daily meditation. For me, it is literally sitting in the lounge room with my legs in a pretzel position, listening to a piece of audio that is a meditation that I know helps me get there. For you, it might be walking your dog, which incidentally is another one of my daily meditations that I find works brilliantly. I also love going for a swim. For you, it might be meeting up with your partner for a coffee before everything else in the day. It could be having coffee all on your own before everything else in the day. Whatever it is, though, it needs to be routine. It needs to be something that you remember to do because it's going to put you into your genius zone every single day. This is a really good thing to do when you're having those days when you're feeling like it's too hard and when you're all caught up in these things like I used to get caught up with before I was going on TV because I was so attached to this ultimate outcome of becoming a travel presenter, right? I used to get fixated on things like how my hair was done and the outfit I was going to wear and whether or not I had a pimple and how I was going to cover that up. You know, instead of focusing on all of those things, I should have been focusing on my audience. Because as soon as you focus in on your audience and the value that you can bring to them, you suddenly realize it's not about you. And that is the true importance of a daily meditation. It just reminds you to check back into this world where you are in service and you're not making it about yourself. Next, I want you to ask yourself, what are the topics that it feels like it's just fun to speak about, that you could just do easily, simply, without even really thinking about it? Always start at that place. Always start at that place. And then audit your effectiveness. And what I mean by that is just check if it's working. If you've got some existing content out there, I want you to check if what you've been doing has been resonating with your audience by checking off this checklist, right? Here are the things. Are you getting inquiries from people who already want to work with you? Not inquiries from people who are going, oh, I Googled what you do and I'm checking with five people. Can you please provide me with a quote? That's not necessarily a finely tuned inquiry that has come from excellent content on social media or in in the broadcast media. Do you hear how that one, you could be anybody? But when you get an inquiry from someone who says, oh, Mary, you're the sleep expert that I just saw on the Today Show, or I just saw your video in my Instagram feed and I wondered if you could help our organisation because they're just always so tired, my staff. They're walking in the mornings like zombies and I really would love to help them get a better night's sleep and your video just made so much sense. That's the kind of inquiry. Are you getting one of those? The next way you can audit your effectiveness 
in the modern media is to ask yourself, do you meet people who feel like they already know who you are? (laughs) And they're kind of like, oh, hi, yes, I know you. Where have I seen you before? Okay. Those are the things that make you kind of accidentally in your head do a little Ron Burgundy moment. You're like, oh, well, you know me because I'm a bit of a big deal, right? Those moments when people actually meet you in real life and go, haven't we met somewhere before? That's your content working for you. That's your presence as a modern media performer working from you. That's the combination of all of the things in the modern media, the TV, the radio, the newspaper appearances, in conjunction with your social media video content, your podcast, your LinkedIn articles, all of the different things that are working in conjunction to tell the audience exactly who you are and what you're about. People will start to feel like they already know you, even if you've never met before. And when you do meet, they're just going to feel this instant sense of connection. And the third way that you can audit, is a great checklist, this one. So the first point was asking yourself if you're getting inquiries from people who already want to work with you, those quality inquiries. Do you meet people, number two, who feel like they already know you? And the third question is, are people saying to you things like, oh, you are everywhere right now? When people notice you are everywhere, it's a surefire sign that your modern media presence is tickety-boo, doing all the right things. The wonderful, wonderful thing about the online addition to the media landscape is the sheer multitude, you know, the size of it. There's just the opportunity to have multiple appearances in the modern media and they all compound. It's like this exponential graph. Remember compound interest, right? It just gets bigger and bigger and bigger exponentially the more you add to the content. Even if you choose to not add content for a little while, there'll be old content there that's just working its backside off for you while you take a break. And then when you choose to start topping it up, it's just adding this fresh layer on top of presence, of moments on the internet that your dream client, that your ideal audience member, the person who can benefit from your story, your knowledge, your expertise, they can find it at any time when they're looking into the area that they are interested in that you bring value to. It's just so powerful. So ask yourself those three points on that checklist, okay? How effective is your modern media presence? How effective a modern media performer are you? Are you getting inquiries from people who already want to work with you? Do you meet people all the time who feel like they already know you? And are people saying you just seem to be everywhere? I'd really love to know on that checklist if you've got one, two, or three of those items. Maybe you've got the whole lot or maybe you've got none. Drop me an email, carmen at carmenbraidwood.com.au. I would just love to hear where you sit on that scale. And if you did say no to all three and or you're getting low engagement, I want you to know that you really shouldn't be discouraged and that you really should keep going. And there's a few reasons for that. Think about how much of a big deal it is for someone to physically reach out to you and say, oh, that piece of content really resonated with me. And the way to really tap into this is think about yourself. How often you'll be scrolling the internet and someone will literally change the way you're going to spend the rest of your day with their content. You could make a purchase decision for a book based on a piece of content someone posted. You could change your plans for this evening and go to the restaurant that someone recommends. You could have a whole new view on your day based on an inspiring piece of content that someone shares. And you would still 
you would still not even like the post, engage with the post in the form of a comment or drop a person a DM or send them an email to tell them that you benefited from that content. So please never assume that people aren't benefiting from your hard work making content. They are. Never think that people didn't see that TV or radio appearance that you did or didn't hear it. They probably did and they probably got a lot of value from it, but it's an extra step. It's such a big extra step to physically reach out and tell you about it. It is possible, like I explained, when you're a modern media performer, yeah, you can make those things happen all the time and that's how you know it's working. But know that the majority of it, you're not even hearing about it. The impact you are having, it's changing people, sure, but it's not getting to you. It's not getting to your eardrums until much later in the piece. When someone finally does go, you're exactly the person we need for that conference and here's why. Are you available? So there it is, the first three episodes of Modern Media, the podcast, all taken care of. How's it going for you so far? In addition to emailing me, Carmen, at carmenbraidwood.com.au with your response to that three-part checklist about your own modern media performer ability and how you're going, why don't you let me know what you think of the podcast? I'd love to hear if any of my story has resonated with you, if the tips that I'm sharing are helping you. Uh, Like I said, it's such a big leap for people to actually reach out and give you feedback. And I would just love you to know that those channels are absolutely always open. So I've used those first three stories to introduce you to me, to share a bit more of my story if you maybe haven't heard it before or fill some gaps into some of the things you might have heard or seen around the place and update you too on how things have been going. So from here on in for the rest of season one, you've got to hear from people, modern media performers, who have shared their expertise with me either in interview format here for the podcast or inside my program, Confidence on Camera and Modern Media Performer. You're going to hear from people like my friend and coach, Brooke Valinovich, the Instagram queen from here in Perth. I think at school, it was kind of labelled as probably more a bit weird. You'll hear from one of my very first beta round clients, Ashley Goodchild, and how she's grown a nationwide community of property managers through her ability to connect with the right people through stunning modern media performances. The feedback is things like clients emailing me saying, thank you so much for your education on YouTube. And it all comes back to the video. I'm also going to interview Mike McCallowitz, author of Profit First and a man known as the patron saint of entrepreneurs. And the reason I'm bringing Mike onto the show is because he's such a great example of a modern media performer, but also... A person who's helped with something else I've realised is a reality of going out and being a modern media performer and and in most cases that means being on your own and, and that's being an entrepreneur. And Mike tackles the topic of entrepreneurial poverty. It's something so important for so many of us. It brought me to my rock bottom moment where we were broke, we lost our house because of me, we lost our possessions and I had to face my family and say, we're done because I don't know how to be an entrepreneur. And uh, my daughter in that moment felt compelled. She was nine years old to save me by grabbing her piggy bank and saying, Daddy, here's my savings. This can guess by. Looking forward to bringing Mike McCallowitz to you. And we're even going to hear from the first person I taught to speak on camera. 
Hello, husband. Hello, baby. How are you? (laughs) Where are we? (laughs) We're in podcast land. That's coming up on Modern Media. Thanks for being here. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Carmen Braidwood, your guide to navigating the ever-changing world of media. Dive deeper into today's topics. You can check out the show notes. Or for more details about modern media training, head to carmenbraidwood.com.au. Until next time, keep on shining in the modern media landscape.